Hello, everyone, and welcome to, we still have to figure out a new name for this, but it's Western Conference Wednesday now on Tuesdays, but welcome to Lockdown NHL. I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, and today we are going to talk about mid-teams, three games <laughs> of the season, and let's jump right into it. You're Locked On NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Locked On NHL. I'm your host, Jess Belmosto of Locked On Flames, alongside my partner in crime, Brett Holden of Locked On Oilers. And thank you so much for tuning in to Locked On NHL. Make sure that you're tuned in and subscribed to Locked On NHL wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, on YouTube, you can't go wrong there. And you get to interact with us in the comments. And today... We're going to be talking about the Vancouver Canucks and Minnesota Wild's turbulent start to the season. Considering how high the expectations were two weeks ago. So, Brett, let's start off with Vancouver. Yeah. No, Vancouver, they were the uh, uh, team that a lot of people had as their dark horse. This year and uh, (laughs) not starting off that way. Yeah, um, I think that maybe they're still in the preseason. Uh, Maybe it hasn't clicked with them yet that, you know, the 82 game season did start, Uh, you know, and you and I were talking before the game or before before the show, rather. And you mentioned that the Canucks still aren't fully healthy. Yeah, the Canucks aren't fully healthy yet. Tyler Myers is still out of the lineup for them on their backside or their back end. Excuse me. Uh, Ilya Mikheyev, their big marquee signing of of the offseason, hasn't played a game yet. It seemed like he could have been out for the season. It seemed like they weren't really sure of their timeline. He could be back this week, it sounds like. But they're still calling player-only meetings already. Three it's still games October. In. It is exactly. still October. Exactly. We have three games in. We have not even a full lineup. Yes. I mean, the big story for the Vancouver Canucks is the fact that they have blown multi-goal leads in all three of their games. Obviously, there's something going wrong. The interesting thing is, is after Connor Garland scored one of his goals against the Edmonton Oilers, he said, yes, we scored. Yes, we're, we have the lead. But now is a matter of keeping that lead and, and, and staying focused. Well, in the first game of the season, they allowed five unanswered goals. And it was just the start of the, the, the slide that we've seen now. Yeah. And, you know, I think that... You know, we tell people, especially I think for us, because our teams are stronger contenders. um, Oh, you know, it's still early in the season. Like, don't worry about it. Like, it's okay. But truly, I don't think we need to worry about the Canucks right now. Um, You know, if this was, you know, a January, February sort of thing. And, you know, maybe they're doing player only meetings um, once a month. 
at that point, then yeah, um, it, it's past the point of worrying. But you know, we're barely a week into the season. The Canucks do they do have some. I don't want to say promise because that's overstating it, but I think that they do have potential to be, you know, a middle of the road hockey team that the Western conference, uh, sorry, the Pacific division usually is. And if that's where they land, I think that that's a good recovery. But again, it's, it's not about how you start. It's how you finish. And I, I just, is this a Thatcher Demko thing or is it their defense? Yeah, see, I'm not sure how much you can blame Thatcher Demko. I mean, the thing is, is that they have been in the lead in all of these games. They have, like you said, I don't think it is a a massive deal. It is early, but obviously you are proving that you can A, score first, B, score early, and C, get into the game but the big thing for them is trying to to keep that that lead can it be chalked down to the goaltender potentially but you take a look at the effort on one of the goals from the uh washington capitals just last night and you take a look at quinn hughes and he gave no effort into it no effort into it and a lot of people have been hammering into him on social media today just as how poorly he was giving in that effort. It seemed like he was going 30%. And guess what? It was his man who tapped in back door for, I believe, it was the, the what eventually became the game-winning goal. You know, is this a situation where they're getting too comfortable um, with the lead, because I know, I mean, in the Battle of Alberta, I know we said we weren't going to mention it for, <laughs> you know, we don't want to rub any more salt in the wound. But I think that the Flames did get a little bit comfortable in the middle frame there. So is this a situation where the Canucks got or have they're too comfortable with the lead? Um, we haven't seen them break the habit yet, but. You know, it. do they just need, like, I know we're all, like, in Bruce we trust, but Brucey, come on, do yeah. you do some favors here? Yeah, well, the nice thing, the nice bright spot I would say for uh, Vancouver has been Andre Kuzmenko has been an, uh, fantastic for them so far, just an everywhere type of player, a buzzsaw type player. I think he was kind of, he's been what, and I'm sure I'm going to get absolutely yelled at for this take, but I think he's kind of been what Nail Yakupov was supposed to be in that first, yeah, just coming out of uh, a juniors and just, he's such a buzzsaw. He goes out there and does, he can score, he can produce, and he, he has a level head, which is not what uh, Nail Yakupov had. I think Kuzmenko, along with Ilya Mikheyev, will get healthy here and will be playing uh, in that lineup. Tyler Myers, hopefully, will be getting healthy. I think Travis Dermott is still out as well. They don't have... uh, Tucker Pullman ended up getting a knock in their game against, uh, I believe it was Philadelphia, too. I think he did play in the last game against Washington, but 
not exactly a hundred percent right now you're getting those those nicks and those knocks and now you're starting to go ah where the depth is really where the issue comes for the vancouver canucks maybe if they didn't take on that oel contract they would be able to have some cap flexibility but Hmm. who knows Hmm. um i I don't know Weird how that works. Weird how big contracts don't always uh, work out. And that's coming from somebody who covers the Oilers. But uh, let's move on to another team who has been kind of underwhelming so far, especially after we, you, Jess and I, yeah. gave them so much praise in the offseason. And now, well, they're off to an 0-3 oh. start. And it's not looking too bright for them. A lot of goals against. We will talk about them in just a second. But first, I want to tell you about our partners over at Built. If you haven't tried a Built Bar Puffs yet, then you're depriving yourselves of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. Ready? Let's hear it. Delicious indulgent okay cookie dough oh oh yeah where's where's the package built where is it i need it at my door (laughs) you've been waiting for those packages that's smart it's all covered as well in 100 real chocolate that's right built has done it Again, let me introduce you to your new favorite cookie dough chunk puffs, which have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks. And of course, as mentioned, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. All the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of actually making it yourself. Plus, it's healthy too. Cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories and as well they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them 15 grams what's great about built is that all of their bars are also made with collagen protein which your body actually absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits eat something that tastes good and is actually good for you as well. Head to built.com and use promo code locked on 15, that is 15, to get 15% off your next order. That is using promo code locked on 1515 to get 15% off your next order at built.com. The wild, Brett. What, what are we going to do about them? I don't know. Hopefully uh, find someone who can prevent a goal. (laughs) That guy, that guy may have been uh, somebody who was sent off to uh, uh, Ottawa, but right now it's certainly not the guy who they uh, uh, signed to an extension in the off season in Marc-Andre Fleury. No, Um, I was looking at his stats and he has like an 875 or 845 save percentage and like an eight something uh, goals against average. Eight. Eight. Like Alex Ovechkin, eight. 8.37 8.37 goals against average for uh, uh, Marc-Andre Fleury. You're right on there. 
That is, I, I was going to say Miko Koskinen numbers. I'm going to throw out here a name, and I don't know if you'll remember it, but these are Yutaka Fukafuji numbers. And that is that is not a made-up name. Yutaka Fukafuji played for the LA Kings back in the mid-2000s, I believe, and uh, not exactly a statistical dream. And that is what Marc-Andre Fleury, who is supposed to be a statistical dream, is providing um oh what is going on why this is supposed to be a defensive master class of a team and in their three games so far in their first game they allowed six goals their second game they allowed seven and the third goal again they allowed seven how do you do that this is a team as mentioned that that prides themselves (laughs) on being a defensive-minded team. I mean, we've talked about their defense How before. How many times, Brett, have <laughs> we talked about their defense being phenomenal and one of the best in the league? I mean, countless. J- uh, K- Jonas Brodeen, Matt Dumba, John Merrill, Jacob Middleton, Jared Spurgeon. They're getting Kalen Addison finally some time in the NHL. I haven't even mentioned Alex Goligoski and Andre Schuster, who are two NHL veterans as well and known for the de- the defensive awareness that they have. And they're allowing over six goals per game. That's nauseating. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it would be different, I guess, almost kind of. It seems like Edmonton Oiler hockey almost from the playoffs last year. Yeah. But um, 7-6 was their closest game so far this year against the Los Angeles Kings, a bit of a back-and-forth game. But then they play – they're playing against good hockey teams. They're playing against teams that they are supposed to be playing later on in the season – for very important spots, potentially in the playoffs in Colorado and Los Angeles, and one of the best teams in the league in the New York Rangers, and they showed why they're the best team in the league. But they also showed that they are a step above the Minnesota Wild. But why? Where is it all going wrong for Minnesota? Well, Marc-Andre Fleury is no Igor Shesterkin. Yeah, or Jonathan Quick, but he's got to be better than Pavel Francouz. Yeah, yeah, I would think so, but I just I don't, and it's not like they're not scoring goals mm-hmm. because they're you know they're putting up numbers, but where is that defense going? And if you know your your goalie is struggling, don't you think? you would try to protect the net a little bit more. Help them out. Give them some sort of help. Yeah. And you have that. You you seemingly have that with a relatively good defense. Again, we mentioned it. We mentioned it to the nines, really. But uh, Kalen Addison is currently sitting with four points in the season and three games. So and he's not a de- the biggest defensive guy on that team, right? So he's not a he's playing himself into the lineup, but B that means you are a, <laughs> focusing more on the points than you are preventing the 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 goal. 
But B, that also means that somebody who is more defensively minded, like an Andre Schuster, has to come out of the lineup. Like, uh, you have all these guys. Jacob Middleton's not going to come out of the lineup because he's also very strong around the net. At the same time, they're also... Marco Rossi has gotten into two games this year, and they're they've been in the bottom six shift. And that he's, doesn't seem like where he belongs. No, he's supposed to be a, a, a like a the guy. Exactly, he's supposed to be a Calder Trophy candidate here, and he's just been anywhere but allowed the opportunity. They've lost six three and seven three now twice. Well, in in, in yeah. the season, they need to find somebody who's going to score goals. I mean, yeah, we mentioned that they have been scoring goals, but if you're going to be allowing seven, six goals every game, Kirill Kaprizov can't score them all. Matt Boldy's been fantastic so far. Right. Zuccarello, yes, him as well. Why Where, are you giving this golden prodigy the chance? Like, I feel like this is something that like a non-hockey person would be able to figure out like what yeah. might be part of the solution. Currently right now, Jonas Brodeen is sitting at a 9.58 goals against per 60 minutes. So that would mean if he was out for 60 minutes, he would be out for his team would allow basically nine goals per game. And that's at five on five. Jonas Brodeen is supposed to be the shutdown guy for the the Minnesota Wild, and he is out there producing the least of all of the defensemen when it comes to defensive stats here. Kalen Addison, we just talked about his offensive prowess. Well, he's fourth in goals against, fourth worst, I should say, in goals against per 60 minutes at 8.98. The best goals against per 60 minutes at, five on five is from a guy who's played one game and that's zero. And he played, uh, doesn't have the amount of five minutes and 42 seconds on the ice. Then your next best is Jacob Middleton who has a 1.42, but you're not going to play him on your top pairing and play him the most amount of minutes. So that's telling me that your best players right now aren't producing, aren't preventing the play or preventing pucks from going into your net. And it's those depth guys like a Jacob Middleton, uh, Jared Spurgeon is surprisingly, I don't want to say surprisingly because he's <laughs> a good defenseman, but he's in the, the top 10 here at six. Marco Rossi, who's played in those two games is at seven here. So you got to take, maybe look at those extra stats here. And these are all at five on five because mm-hmm. not everybody plays on the special teams maybe you need to start making adjustments to your lineup based on who's been out there and who hasn't been out there. Cause obviously these are indicative of people who have been out there and who haven't been out there. Oh, absolutely. And I just, I don't know. I I really don't know why they, I mean, okay. It has again, only been three games. So you can't just say like, so I can't just say, well, I don't know why there haven't been any adjustments yet. Because it's only been three games, that's why. But I don't think that this is the recipe for success. Uh, You know, maybe down the road when they get their butt in gear and potentially, you know, shake off this early season 
cobweb nonsense or whatever is going on. But right now, they need to get their act together and switch it up because this just this is not going to work. No. Coming up for the Minnesota Wild, we'll talk about one of their games coming up in a little bit. But out of their next five opponents, they have the Boston Bruins, who is a very solid hockey team, mm-hmm. full-fledged hockey team. The Ottawa Senators, who have a lot of hype around them, yeah. whether they've lived up to it so far or not. They still have – that's still an important game for them, a big game. And the, the Do- Detroit Red Wings, who have come – on with a hot start this year as well a difficult team so far to play against so if you're still not you don't have your legs underneath you by then maybe then you start going ah and it it seems like a little bit of a different story than than vancouver maybe because vancouver you sit there and go oh okay well at least they're getting the hot starts at least they're getting to the lead they don't have their full team yet and Ilya Mikheyev is a defensive forward so he'll help with preventing goals but here on the other side minnesota has everybody they have all their shut down defensemen and good defensemen and good defensive forwards and a good goaltender as well one of the best in the last generation and you've allowed seven plus seven is 14 plus six is 20. So you've allowed 20 goals in the first three games. That's unacceptable. And, uh, you know, I know we don't always, you know, we can't think about the end of career stats and what those numbers will look like, but these aren't doing his, you know, his career stats, any favors here. And, um, you know, I'm sure in some point we'll start seeing articles saying, does Mark Andre Fleury regret, regret signing? Does he, this and this, but I, I don't know. I'm definitely interested to see how the wild, uh, can pull themselves out of these trenches because they're, they're in deep, you know, if they're still performing like this five, eight games in, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe some serious changes need to be made. Speaking of games, uh, especially for the Minnesota Wild, some important games as well. Jess, we are going to take a look ahead at the Western Conference games this week and pick our games of the week this week. Maybe one of our games or maybe both of our games contain one or both of those teams we have talked about. (laughs) Let's talk about that in just a second. But first, I just want to thank you for making Locked On NHL your first listen today. Now for your second listen, make sure you tune in to Game to Game which is uh, NHL, which is here on Locked on NHL. Every moment, every top performance, every result, Locked on Game to Game covers every game from across the NHL with local analysis that only Locked on can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked on NHL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast speaking of game to game 
Lots of very fun games to take a look at for the Western Conference teams coming up. But Jess, we're just going to highlight two of them. What is your game of the week for the Western Conference this week? I am calling this a mid-off. And Arizona (laughs) fans, you can get mad at me in the comments. But it is the uh, Thursday night matchup between Arizona and Montreal. In Montreal, of course, because uh, Arizona is starting, I believe, their first 16 games on the road. So that is um, that is something. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, I think that both of these teams are very, I don't want to say fun to watch, but um, I think Montreal is, you know, a little bit more fun. But um, why not? You know, I think that these are two not so great teams that are going to go out there they have all have very young rosters i like their players i think that uh arizona had a very good game against uh the bruins over the weekend so you know i i don't want to say don't write them off because they've been written off but just go and enjoy a a, a low stakes game because I'm sure none of you are rooting for both of these teams. <laughs> Come on, what are you talking about? Oh. Hey, they had a very good game against the the Toronto Maple Leafs. We didn't even they make. did. Oh. There was a little controversy in that game as well, but uh, hey, they got they pulled off the victory. They. Arizona's looked pretty decent so far this year. Uh, a team that has been in every game that they've been in. And if you talk to Robin from Locked On uh, Coyotes, even everybody around Arizona has been very shocked about what they've seen so far. And uh, <laughs> especially Robin. I remember after the game last night, Robin put in the group chat going, you're as surprised as I am. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's exciting. It shows that a there's coaching going on down there and also shows buy-in from the players too. You really saw the emotion from those players, especially in the game against Toronto. And uh, you hear a lot of the right things coming out of Arizona. I think they they could be an interesting team to watch. Plus as well, we're still waiting for the uh, Jacob Chikrin hammer to drop as well. He's going to get moved at some point. What are the the additions that are going to be coming in at that point? Because if they're a contender at that point, right? Does he stay then? Does then the the trade that they make to bring somebody else in? Are they bringing a trade to then bring somebody else in who will uh, be? on that team now or who can contribute now or will they then go oh, okay we have a good team now let's even build more even though they have a lot of <laughs> prospect capital but now that takes a look or makes that Jacob Chikrin move look a little different potentially yeah absolutely and I feel like we've been waiting for that for so long uh the Chikrin trade and I know during camp or um just a little bit Later in the offseason, he had mentioned about wanting to stay or that's his intention. But again, I don't think that's up to him. And I don't, I also don't think a player of his caliber wants, would want to spend, 
you know, a good chunk of his career and potentially some of his prime mm-hmm. in, you know, mm-hmm. you're missing so you can, out on success. You can say it. Yeah, at college again, you can say it. Uh, yeah. It's. I mean, hey, at least you're back at college again at the same time. But yeah, uh, but hey, they've already been told that they can't go partying on the on campus. They can't. No, I'm like ninety percent sure that there was something that they got. Um, like someone leaked it. What is this? That they can't like uh, integrate, not integrate, but they can't mingle with the college students basically because i don't think that they're insured on the in the dorms i think they're insured at mullet arena and that's it <laughs> let hockey be fun again uh, either way i mean well no actually that does make sense yeah that does make sense yeah. but anyways uh, arizona coyotes either way they're playing in uh, quite quite the situation and uh and genuinely that whole situation is worth the watch the entire season anyways so um yes the minnesota wild and the montreal Canadiens, a surprising call but i am all the way here for it um my game of the week feels like a little bit of a cheat and this was like fully unintentional as well but uh we're here anyways. My game of the week is on Thursday as the Vancouver Canucks visit the Minnesota Wild. Wow. Have we ever heard of How ironic. Huh. Weird. It's almost as if those two teams need a big result. The Minnesota Wild, as we've seen, have not been very good at preventing goals. The Vancouver Canucks, at the same time, have not been good at preventing goals, but they have been good at A, taking the lead, and B, scoring goals. So they're going up against a team who is not very good at preventing goals. They are a team who's also not good at preventing goals, but do score goals. What are we going to see? Are we going to see another 7-6 game for the Minnesota Wild? Are we going to watch watch this game potentially be a game where it's just like, oh. It's going to be like 2-1 hockey. Literally 2-1, nothing. as we're all going, oh. They all finally figured out how to prevent goals. But, I mean, five goals against uh, for uh, the Vancouver Canucks against the Calgary Flames, four against the uh, Philadelphia Flyers, six against the uh, in their last game against the Washington Capitals, seven goals in their first game against Colorado for the Wild, seven goals in their second game against the Los Angeles Kings, and six goals in the third game against the uh, – uh, uh, who is the third team they played? The New York Rangers. There we go. So – this has the potential, and they both have two fantastic goaltenders. Maybe one defensive, actually not maybe one defensive core. One defensive core is better than the other, and one forward core is, you can argue, either way. But this is going to be a very, very good show, and a, a, I think a game that both teams have circled on their calendar right now. Vancouver called their, their players-only meeting and said, you know what? <laughs> There's something so we need to wake up here. And Minnesota is facing a team that I guess in theory should not have a difficult time against, but they probably are going to. 
can Vancouver finally get out of their slump in Minnesota or can Minnesota finally get against, get out of their slump against the Vancouver Canucks? Yeah. You know, I I'll be interested to see uh, if either team pick up a win between now and then I was (laughs) um, reading an article on Sportsnet today that uh, calls the team mentally weak because obviously a player uh, referred to them as that. I can't find the attribution, but um, does this, oh, it was the coach. Oh, Bruce. Bruce. Brucey. Oh boy, Bruce. Um, (laughs) It's a whole nother can of worms, but you know, at the same time, like can't like, are either of these teams teams that can, you know, pick themselves up by the bootstraps and say, hey, let's go, let's get this together. And I think if it's going to be either one of the two teams, it's going to be the Wild. Uh, tonight, the Canucks play Columbus, who are also looking for a win. Yeah, that's... I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of very big games going on. I mean, Jess, we've raised a whole bunch of questions here, but make sure you also head for the answers to Locked on Canucks and Locked on uh, Wild as well. Justin and Seth both have uh, fantastic shows as well. So if you're not already listening to their shows as well, what are you doing? But uh, yeah, these are, we've raised the questions. They've got the answers and those answers will come on Thursday. Well, Friday, Thursday, depending on when you listen to the show, yeah. but yeah, either way, what a week we have still. It's, it's any day, any week that has regular season hockey is a, a fantastic week. So we shall see you next Tuesday. Jess, yes. where can they find you? Uh, so you can find Locked On Flames um, wherever you're listening to Locked On NHL or your corresponding Locked On podcasts. And, of course, on YouTube as well at Locked On Flames. And you can find the show on Twitter at LO underscore Flames Pod. And if you'd like to follow me, you can follow me on Twitter at Just Belmosto. And, Brett, where can we find you? You can find me on any social media personally at the real Holden 40. Even my SoundCloud is that as well. But you don't care about me, you care about the Oilers. And you can find the Oilers on Locked On Oilers at, uh, excuse me, you can find Locked On Oilers on Twitter at Locked On Oilers. There we go. A lot of words, a lot of Oilers, a lot of Locked On. Either way, it sounds, it's spelled exactly how it sounds, Locked On Oilers. You can also find us on YouTube at Locked On Oilers. Again, exactly how it sounds. If you haven't subscribed, what are you doing? You get to see a cool little jersey facade. (laughs) What are you doing? And I take back everything nice I said about Zach Hyman in our crossover episode. Hey, hey, that is not on him, okay? <laughs> that is, I understand where you're coming from on that, and I have opinions on it, but that's fine. We'll leave it for another time. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, everyone, and uh, stick around. The guys from Battle of Ontario will be 
we're flip-flopping, so they'll be here on Wednesdays now. We're here on Tuesdays, and we will catch you next Tuesday.